1: Milikoff, Habie, Hey! Behave! Hello and welcome to the Haberman and cough podcast and show and YouTube stream. I'm Guy Haberman. That's John Milikoff. Great to have everybody with us. If you're watching live on YouTube on Tuesday afternoon, we just went to 49ers practice and Kyle Shadehan's press conference. If you're watching this video, hit the like button and subscribe. Our podcast is down in the description below. If you're listening to the podcast then go on Apple Podcast and leave us a review. Five stars and uh, leave us a question. Tell us your favorite bar if you want to do that. And uh, we appreciate the support there as well. What are you doing?
0: I was trying to do, you know, under center, doing some motions. Omaha's, you know, bringing the receiver over. Then I went a little coach, high, low with the safeties. You can go hybrid. You can turn into a quarterback under center, into a coach on the sideline doing uh, where the positions, where the safeties are positioned.
1: Uh, if you watch Kyle Shanahan's uh, press conference day, you heard a couple of uh, journalism. Uh, I mean, I was a journalism manager. Were you? A, were you a journal? You know, you were uh, yeah, agribusiness. Business, but I tell everyone, business business, ag, business. I don't
0: even. I just kind of smish mash some courses together. It's, yeah, no one's ever seen a course load quite like biology.
1: Like how biology, a real buffet of, of uh, yeah <laughs> options. It was uh it
0: was a buffet for sure.
1: Uh, So we just saw Niners' uh, mandatory OTAs practice, and we have a lot to tell you about. Uh, Before we dive into anything and uh, start uh, screwing around and having some fun, let's also tell you about our friends at Manscaped, the best in men's grooming. We all strive for gold in their life, in our lives. Gold medals, gold watches, gold everything. There's a certain type of man who goes the extra mile. He walks with the confidence of an eagle and giggles in the face of danger. He goes platinum, John. Like the Platinum Package 4.0 from Manscaped. Right you know now, they, go to Manscaped and use the code HAM for free shipping and 20% off. You know what the Platinum hangs
0: their hat on? Really, the, the stalwart, the Debo Samuel of the fleet would be the Lawnmower 4.0 guy. And listen, we get hair. Some like guy has hair all over his head. Some of us have hair on our chest. Some of us have and hair by. on our all over our back. Some of us have it on our butt, and we all got it in our pubic regions. That's where the lawnmower. Four, have you ever tried it on your back at all? A little couple
1: swipes back there? Not flexible enough. Uh, yeah. Well, get in ah, the uh, – I, I can get an upper arm shoulder, but that's – Maybe a little yoga stuck. might be in your future, and
0: then you can get back there. The lawnmower 4.0, you and I have had it. We, we've had every single version, 2.0, 3.0, 4.0. 4.0 is the best, as well as uh, – you know, the, the weed weed eater, weed whacker. Uh, did I get that right?
1: <laughs> I love the old uh, Yeah, the weed whacker. You always go weed eater, but weed yeah, whacker. Yeah, I always
0: go the right. weed eater, the weed whacker. I actually used it the other day because I, I realized, I'm like, God, I got some stragglers. And you just put that bad boy in your nose. <laughs> it's actually really quiet. You can't even hear it. And all of a sudden, you get the uh, the nose hairs out. It's fantastic. Manscaped.com, promo code HAM, 20% off. Go, go shop around, get on it.
1: Yep. Yeah, you get, plus you get the platinum package, the lawnmower four the weed whacker ear, nose hair trimmer the ultra premium body wash, the ultra tre- premium two in one shampoo, conditioner, ultra premium deodorant, crop preserver, anti-chafing ball deodorant, crop Reviver, ball spray toner, and anti-chafing boxes, and the shed travel bag to hold your goods while traveling. 20% off free shipping, manscaped.com. dot com. Promo code ham. Go get it. Promo code ham. Good call. Woo! Well. Where do, Where do we begin? begin? Today?
0: Well, I, uh, you know, we I, can we just yes. let's get back to the original Jeff Darlington tweet. I think sometimes when a guy demands I'm out of here, says, which is, it's been happening our entire lives and before we were alive trade demands, pro sports. It's Debo by no means the first and he definitely won't be the last. I, I actually looking back, think it was a little bit less as intense as I think we thought at the time. I'm not saying he didn't have some feelings, but he didn't put his name on it. And beside that tweet, nothing I thought he followed. did put his name on it. Well, I, I'm saying like he didn't put, like he didn't say anything. He had another guy say it for him. I think it's much more powerful when like I demand, if I tweet like I'm out of here, like he wasn't tweeting anything. He didn't say anything right. on Instagram. He actually, and I, I kept saying this, from the month leading up to the draft, he's actually not doing anything. He's doing nothing. Now, I don't. I'm not saying that Jeff Darlington made that up. He clearly, him and his agent, told him that. But I, I, I think clearly, it there was less substance behind it. I, I think than we realized, and it might have been a little more emotional at the time. And it's now it's to me completely nothing. Like it's the trade request is not only off the table, like he's going nowhere.
1: Yes, you talk about Debo
0: Samuel, who we saw at practice today, and um, we had t- we had talked about yesterday, right, when we were streaming and we put on a podcast that like whether he was going to show or not, no one really knew. Mayoko had reported that he didn't think he was going to be there, and all of a sudden he's he's not only there, I mean he was, I'd say played a b- pretty big role, running on the side on the sideline with the offensive guys, high
1: fiving guys, good good multiplying energy, good good vibes. Um, the other two guys that his agent represents that have had a similar offseason AJ brown got traded and dK Metcalf did not show up at mandatory otas um yeah i mean I you're probably you, you're you are right because here we are and he's not on another team and he's not getting traded and maybe it was more immaturity than some grand plan but i think every step of the way it's been pretty clear for from debo's perspective that there hasn't been some grand plan because there really is no leverage unless you're willing to you know, not show up. And I do think part of the struggle with him versus like A.J. Brown, I think the Niners, Titans clearly liked A.J. Brown. The Niners really like Debo Samuel. And maybe Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch should get some credit for the fact that he showed up today. The Niners asked him to. Um, maybe his relationship with Kyle has helped him. Now, there still is the moment that we're waiting for when a contract offer goes in front of his agent and his agent tells him, Debo, here's what they're offering. And then they have to decide whether or not it's close to them. Two for 10. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it could it can fall apart again if he suddenly hates the number. But the problem for him is that he is not making a lot of money right now. And so even the number that he hates is generational life-changing money, right? Even if it's 19 million dollars a year and that's too low. Or let's say set let's say a number that was really too low. Let's say it's sixteen million dollars a year, and fifty-five million dollars guaranteed. He wouldn't he wouldn't sign for fifteen million dollars a year. He wouldn't sign for forty-nine. He wouldn't sign George Kittle's contract. But I'm pretty sure George Kittle's life has changed since he signed the contract that Debo Samuel you know wouldn't sneeze at. And so at the end of the day, like he is not in a position to tell them no forever. Eventually, he's going to have to sign the contract they offer him. And they're going to want him to be happy. It's in their best interest to make it worthwhile for him. It's in their best interest. And remember, you and I interviewed Prague a long time ago. It's in their best interest to not have everybody think that they just uh, bully players into taking team-friendly contracts. It's not in their best interest for players to feel that way, for agents to feel that way, for fans to feel that way. Prague wants to win the contract internally. He has no interest in the public perception being, you know, we just house this guy in a negotiation. So... Debo's going to get money now. He's not going to get top of the wide receiver market money, but he's going to get good money. Well, don't you think there's a him showing up today leads and helps lead us down that road.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, I think that there's a value in Kyle Shanahan. I I, I think Sean, I was telling Biederman today on the practice field. Like one thing I think Kyle and Sean McVay actually has this Robert Woods, Bobby trees was at his wedding. Bobby trees and his wife was taking pictures. I, I just, I follow McVeigh's now, I guess, former fiance now wife. And she kept like re re Instagram posting. Like she would link him. Uh, Robert Woods, his wife. Think of what they did to Robert Woods this offseason. they traded him. And I think Sean McVeigh and Kyle Shanahan have this down pretty well, where they are very well-liked. By guys that they can have some controversial situations with, and Kyle mentioned it at the at the press conference today. Like, I'm not in the business of collecting new friends. It's a it's a tough spot to be in. And I'd said, you know, who actually is the godfather of the move of staying friends with everyone they trade and cut is Andy Reid. And I think it goes back to sh- Andy, like Kyle and Sean, have a very personal relationship with their players. Like, it's very real for however they do it. They're very good at that. And I thought Kyle today talked about, like, you know, things were getting weird on the outside. And Kyle basically just said, what any human says when you have a relationship with another person, my relationship, what I say to them and what they say to me is what I base things off of. Like, not – and their relationship is a unique one because it's also so public and it's so driven by Twitter and Instagram. It's a huge story in the biggest league in America. But I think Kyle and I think Andy has been great at this for decades of, like, he can just have this very – intimate personal relationship with a player and I think Kyle and Sean fall under the umbrella is like they are really good I gotta give LaFleur some credit I mean he done a pretty good job with Aaron though you could say Devontae went the other way but that might have been out of his control it just feels like this is the positive thing of a young coach that gets it I think Sirianni last year with Jalen Hurts they had some screaming matches but they were always like when you're kind of close to their age I don't know Andy's older but When you just feel relatable and things can get a little weird, it never gets that off kilter. That's what Belichick and some of these old school coaches, they don't really have like personal relationships. So when it gets weird, it's like just business. Fuck you. Fuck you. And then it just
1: goes haywire. It was all fake. You were pretending to care about me. right? A lot of players say when they're angry.
0: Wouldn't you say historically in pro sports, that just happens a lot. Like this guy was a complete fake to my face, said one thing, did another. And I think it could happen in baseball, basketball, and football. When the contract comes up, which, let's face it, like if you got to go into a meeting with John and Kyle over the last three months, and we we had their audio, would Debo love everything that came out of both their mouths? Probably, right? No. Just like McVay with Robert Woods, why they traded him, or Andy with Honey Badger and all the guys they've cut over the years. But that's the very, very – it's not an easy thing. Honestly, you could say – the reason Debo's there is more Kyle than actual Debo. Like uh, Debo's there because of the money. If they weren't, if, if Debo wouldn't have got fined today, right for these next three days of ninety-five million dollars, he would not have shown up. But the reason we well, he didn't he did, come to
1: the ones that they couldn't find him at last
0: week, one hundred percent. I wonder if you go, like, do you think DK Metcalf and Pete Carroll have that great of a relationship? You know, like, who knows. Um, Different when you're the play so caller. We saw, right? I mean, it's it's a, it's a more intimate like Kyle calls plays for Debo. They they work on a game plan together. Like ultimately, Pete probably more of a CEO. The, you know, like a like a grandpa
1: to DK almost in a weird way, right? He's also, there, he's what, the boss. What, yeah, but what what have they? There are moments where you get closer with somebody. What have Pete and DK really shared? I I think last year, I would guess. That it what because what it felt like was Kyle Shanahan and Debo Samuel walking in front of the troops arm in arm into battle for several weeks in a row. When it was just without either one of them, they were not making the playoffs, let alone going to the NFC championship game. Right. Trent was right and there, so too. Think, he just didn't care. He'd already been paid. Trent was right there, too. But I mean, no, you know, I, know I, I think the yeah. two of them were playing chess. What if that? What if Kyle added himself to the front row when they walk out with the music this year? Like Kyle in the middle, (laughs) arms locked. Do you think they go new song this year? Yes. Yeah, be interesting what they go with. But we saw, so we saw Debo Samuel at practice, and here's what we saw: Debo, as the team was warming up, I start walking around the practice field to go see the quarterbacks. We got no Trey Lance throwing footage today because during that period, all of a sudden Debo Samuel appeared behind one of the end zones. He was wearing a white long sleeve. He had a Niners hoodie on. I wondered yesterday we talked, like, would he be wearing Niners gear? Kind of weird not to, but, you know, you put on the Niners gear, that's kind of saying I'm he- I'm here, I'm a part of this. And uh, kind of the cutoff mid-riff Niners hoodie. He had the, the Niners little uh, skull cap on with the Niners logo, had the football in his arm, had cleats on. And he was running hard. Like, he was running sprints with the ball, the length, whatever that is, 52 yards, the length of the back of the end zone. And then, um, is there two the fields? They go all the way
0: down. You go both fields. Or they just no, he, go he just went
1: halfway. Okay. He just went, you know? Yeah. The one, the one end zone. And, um, that's a hundred yard sprint and a hundred I know, yard that's, walk. That's if, long, I mean, yeah. It's really more than that. Hey, like Michael, he's not Michael Johnson here. <laughs> this is day one of his return, John. Um, he looked good. I thought he looked good. I thought he looked fine in terms of his shape. And then you saw him a lot. He was bringing good vibes. Um, he was like standing behind the offense, right? Was he holding, what was he holding, like
0: a play sheet or something? Well, I think, yeah, they script all the plays. So I would imagine they give him one or maybe like one of the, I was going to say GAs, the quality control guys have extra ones in are pocket handed to him. And he's, you can't fake when you're a positive guy or a negative guy. And I, I told you on the sideline, like ultimately, like looking back at T.O.'s career, huge ego, narcissist, me guy. He couldn't fake that over time. Right. And as time went on, it became abundantly clear, still is. Not taking anything away from him as a player. Debo is a happy, uplifting guy when he's around football, in in our experience. And I would say, just obviously, watching him last year, he felt that, like, whether he was angry or not, you put him in that environment, he's his positive, uplifting self. Like, you are. Teammates like him, he likes them. And he's high-fiving guys, he's enjoying everything. There was a moment right before they broke to a period he ran over to the receivers and they all kind of had a little moment just was it two weeks ago or last week where you said they FaceTimed him like it's not even if let's say he had held out today it it isn't like some angry I hate everyone kind of vibe just to begin with that's where I kept coming back to like I think all these guys like him and this whenever it starts with that like truly like he wants to be there because sometimes when a guy goes I want out I guess it probably happens more in the NBA where it's a smaller group. It's almost like a a reflection of, like, I don't like any of these guys, or I don't like the majority of these guys. I want to get away from these clowns. That's not really what it really felt like with Debo. It was like, ah, you know, he's not a big fan of San Jose. And I keep going, like, I don't blame him. I hate that place, too. But I I do, like, once you put him back in the environment on the 49ers, like, at the end of the day, even if he doesn't love where he live, don't blame him for that. I don't think, like, George Kittle or Nick Bosa would choose to live here either. He does get to play for the San Francisco 49ers. Which now he's a superstar on, one of the biggest brands in the league and their suite, and his head coach is his play caller. Like, it is for him, it's a pretty incredible situation for a guy that, like, not too long ago was at a college that, let's face it, like, bottom four school in the SEC. Like, he, he got a huge upgrade when it came to the pros in terms of his brand, right? In terms of the brand yeah, he plays yeah. for, in terms of the games he's in. He wasn't playing for SEC championship games in South Carolina. Like, they were struggling to go 500 because it's hard to win there like it's just that'd be the equivalent of like playing for the lions i mean it's just they're one of the lower level sec teams historically they had a moment with spurrier but for the most part like bus champ got fired for a reason right shane beamer like they they run through a lot of coaches because it's hard to win there. they don't win very often and now he's in, in two of his three years in the league i mean he's got a two nfc championship games in the super bowl i guess
1: well, th- he easily could be doing what he does for some of the teams that would have traded for him, and it, he, it would make him less of a story, right? If he was the same player he was last year on the Jets, it would not be as big of a story as what it was, being that guy on the 49ers. Also, there's only – here's the other thing. The reality is, and at some point reality has to hit, there's only one team that can pay him 50 or $60 million right now. There's only one team. There's only one. No one else can pay him $50 million right now. No one, there is not another team in the league that can change his financial situation. The only one that can is the one who has his rights, and it's the 49ers. Like, that's just the reality of it. And I do think sometimes, like Kyle said something about, you know, you're you're away from somebody, it makes it hard. You have disagreements, you get to, you actually talk. The inference here, you talk to one another, you can actually accomplish things person to person. And um, I think there's something to be said for the longer you're away the more you hate, the, it goes both ways. Like the more you build something up or the more you could hate it. And for him to come back around his teammates, yes, this is not a perfect situation. This is not where I want to live, but there's other good things here. And to pay me $50 million, I can keep hopping on private jets anytime I want. So, you know, life could be
0: worse. And but, it's not it's yeah, not, a, it's not your typical job where you live there 12 months a year, right? I mean, exactly. he really, he no. really has to play six months and then basically come one. Like I think moving forward, once one he signs week. a big deal, comes one week a year is is he immediately then on the Trent Williams Nick Bosa plan moving forward I would say probably
1: yeah be be healthy be paid be in shape and you get excused and Trent Williams and you know it helps that it probably helps from Debo's perspective that he showed up and Trent Williams didn't pay $15,000 to not be there today and Nick Bosa didn't pay $15,000 to not be there today you know now Nick's richer than him number two um and we can get to Nick's contract here in a second. But, yeah, I I didn't know, like we talked about Monday, quite what to expect. That was better than I expected. Seeing him running, I thought maybe you just see him standing there on the side. Seeing him running to me was not insignificant.
0: This gets back to what I said, though, Guy. I, I think if he's going to come, it is very hard if you're a good guy, you like your teammates, and you you like playing football for that team. like You like the team. You like being part of yeah. that and those guys. To be malcontent guy on the sideline. Ultimately, if you are, yeah. I, I I think, listen, whoever can pull that off, and I would say it's, in, in modern day football, it'd probably not be many people. You're you're a fucking loser. <laughs> and it, you would look back on, like, the guys who have truly done that, like, just kind of, it's been like Albert Haynesworth. I mean, T.O.'s the best version of a guy that had some moments. And look, he got run out of town by places. Like, they couldn't stand him. It's, you would argue even bad guys can't pull that off. Like, you would have to have, like, it'd be very difficult to do. And you could do it, like, it would, and it would be a scene immediately.
1: Well, anyone that watches golf knows that one of the big open secrets around the PJ is that Patrick Reed is not very well liked. And yet, when you watch him finish a round, they all take their, they shake each other's hands, they laugh, they smile, right? right? Like, it's to your point, it's very hard in a situation, even when you don't totally like somebody. Hideki hugged him when he got uh, DQ'd last week for the substance on his... That was a shitty situation. I know. Everyone was kind of around. Oh, wait. Yeah, Hideki got... Yeah, that was a weird situation.
0: But Hideki got DQ'd and he was playing with Patrick Reed. It was not
1: Patrick Reed that got (laughs) DQ'd. You never know. That's the funny part. Uh, So Nick Bosa was there today. Oh, one other thing on Debo. Uh, We asked some questions during Kyle Shanahan's press conference. I don't know how many questions Ham got in, but several questions. Nobody's counting. Um, you asked some good questions. Uh, I should have asked a question. One of the last questions of the press conference, I asked Kyle if Debo would participate on Wednesday. And he said, uh, probably not. I'll talk to him. There's really no point. We, like, we're kind of protecting him. You know, He just got here. It was blah, a blah, no blah. with a lot of words. <laughs> I should have, but he said at the end, I'll talk to Debo, see what he thinks. The, if, if I could ask that question again, the question should have been, is Debo not participating because he has chosen not to participate, or are you holding him out? Right. And I think it, even that, we probably wouldn't get a clear answer. I bet he would say, Debo and I talked, and this is what makes sense. He's just got here. It's his first day back. We're not going to throw him into drills. Right. Now, Bosa was in drills. Trent Williams was in drills, in position drills. Not, I don't think either was in like 11 on 11 stuff. 71. My for point was being. Not. 71 was just like hand like <laughs> pancake. That's a block. You know, is this a hold in is what that w- what really that direct question should have been. But when we've
0: been saying hold ins and obviously we talk about it and we've seen guys do it. I don't actually know what they did. I assume they just stood there. Would, did, would you in like your mind? Did you think TJ Watt? Part of practice, he'd be running sprints to stay in shape, or he was just standing there the whole time.
1: No, I would think Holden, the guy, would not do any sprinting on the side, which is what I would I would though. too. But then you
0: also think, like, then he would get really out of shape because, you know, TJ took the entire training camp. So he would not do anything for a month, right? You would just, how do you stay in shape? Do you lift a little on the side? Like, yeah, you'd have to do your own thing when you're not at the facility. Because I would not assume Holden is like, running some sprints with some other hurt guys on the side. Not that Debo's yeah. hurt, but just like training right. with the group. It felt I like don't more than a hold-in.
1: I don't think what we witnessed today was a pure hold-in. I agree. I think it was, hey, Debo, you don't need to do any drills. Just show up. You know, it could have been that he never got the chance. John on the stream says maybe they're holding him out so he can't hold himself out. It. I think it's a great point, right? It could be like, hey, Debo, Kyle on the phone – Just show up. We're not gonna, you don't need to do any drills, but we we need to see you here. And that, okay, cool. It's not a hold in. I'm showing up. I haven't been around. I'm not gonna do any drills, but we're good.
0: And then you're also like, I'm also a football player. I want to stay in shape. I'll do some work on the side.
1: Yeah, do whatever you want, but you're not gonna do any drills if you want to do some sprinting. Or maybe the the trainer's like, hey man, can you run for us? He's like, sure. Seems like there, it's not a classic hold in. We're like, you don't even, t- you don't really want the head coach to even come over and talk to you. John Lynch, someone to come over and talk to you. So, and really, if you're the Niners, positive. you don't want, you don't, you're fine. Like, what do you care? Right. You don't need them out there. No, it's not about that. I agreed. All right. Nick Bosa was there, old 97, John. Same draft class as Debo. Kyle Shanahan was asked after the practice, is there contract negotiations going on with Nick Bosa? And he said, no. Yeah, I, I I guess it was shocking just for whatever reason.
0: Again, based on the Internet, <laughs> got to be careful doing that. I just assumed he was going to get paid this offseason, but his brother got paid after year four. Uh, And you and I, before we hopped on here, like, listen, these guys are making a lot of money right at that position. The quarterbacks make the most. And then the pass rushers are making several guys are over $25 million. Now Aaron Donald technically makes over $30 million a year. If Nick Bosa has another 15 to 18 sack season, the team's good. The defense is awesome. And he's elite. And clearly, immediately, I mean, I would say right now, everyone would consider him a top five non-quarterback defensive player. If he has a year where it's like, yeah, Aaron Donald and maybe Nick Bosa and, and Miles Garrett, like it's like that. I mean, are we talking thirty-four million dollars a year and one hundred and forty guaranteed in two years? The cap keeps going up. Maybe he knows why do it now and then in two years be really underpaid. Have a huge season. He he was like you said the number two pick in the draft. He doesn't make eight hundred grand, so he makes good money. He's made
1: fifteen. He's made over fifteen million dollars in in now uh, in just uh, sorry. He's made he, year one. He made twenty two because he gets a signing bonus. What, what would you consider? Net. So he's made about twenty-five
0: million dollars. What would you consider net in in two thousand twenty-two generational money? Fifteen, or is that like what? What would he have to have made by
1: now? To I'm call just it saying, for a human money?
0: being to be like, I've made generational money. Like, would fifteen be low? I guess if you invest. What does generational
1: right? mean? My future generation is set. Is that what it Every, means? Everyone's
0: so obsessed with like taking care of their grandkids. Like, don't you want them to work? You know, I never, I never, I've never met that. them. I always my great grandkids. I haven't met them. Everyone always is like, you know, general. I want to take care of my kids. Kids. Well, don't you want those guys to go to work and like have a life? Yeah.
1: I mean, I think if you have generational, if you're, if your grandparents had generational wealth and you benefit, you just start a little further ahead on the playing board. Right. Which yeah, probably but I, helps. I thought that's
0: what everyone complains about
1: right It's people like that so we want more of those Well, I, yeah not, I mean, I, if it, other you can come to other people like that but like rob walton paying 5 4.6 billion or whatever the number is for the it's not cuz he started walmart no i know but it, people hate what I'm saying, rob walton he would not be buying the broncos if he just started at davis high school with us in Zero 2003. 2003 you know but, <laughs> well, but when you when you say generational money cuz i've been thinking about this like is it do you think 20 million dollars if i have 20 million dollars I in think the bank, 20 definitely is 10 depends right like 10 can become if you do things with 10 million dollars generation yeah if you wealth, buy an eight million dollar house run, so you only got two left you can also run through 10 million bucks real fast easily i, I would say so, that nick well, here's you, what's unique about nick nick's brother has generational wealth but wouldn't you say
0: when both i'm drafted, not number, nick number two
1: overall he immediately becomes generational generationally wealthy yeah but I mean, he's made million 25 contract. million dollars so <laughs> It's very likely that he could retire today and not need to work another day in his life. And right?
0: he still He's has multiple years history. on this contract, right?
1: <laughs> right. But I mean, if he had like some, if 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 the Niners say Nick, we want to negotiate a contract with you today on June seventh, and Nick says no, and then he gets hurt tomorrow and his career's over. Yeah. It's not everybody's in the same boat. I'm not I saying agree. Joey's going to subsidize his life, but Nick's made 25. Joey is wealthy. It's it, he he. It's not as big of a risk for Nick than it might be for somebody else who doesn't have another family member in the league making a bunch of money for somebody who was a second or a third or a fourth round pick. So well, it's I, more it's it's an easier risk to take if you're Nick. And like you said, the money is just what's it going to be in a year? Well, you you know about this,
0: and I, I got into it with someone around Max Crosby, and I, I probably was unfair comparing Max Crosby's situation to the Bosa brothers, for example, because they were both top five picks because ultimately Max as a fourth round pick, right? When he extends himself after his third season, there's, he's only made a total of, let's say like he had two and a half million dollars on the four years. And the like, ultimately Nick still has, like if he plays out the next two years, that fifth year option is basically like the majority of the NFL would sell their soul for that, whatever that value is in two years, what Nick would be right. Cause it's, it, that could be $20 million in two years alone, guaranteed. So it's a guy like Max Crosby can't risk, like, I can play another year, be another all pro, and make 30% more. But like, it could also go the other way where a guy like Nick Bose, Khalil Mack, and Aaron Donald, they just had more, had more money in the bank. I mean, dramatically more. So they're in a position yeah. to, But there's still a risk. Like right now, the Niners would, I'm sure, give Nick Bosa $105 million guaranteed. Now, he could play it out, have a huge season, be Defensive Player of the Year, and maybe take that number to $138 million like the following season. But it could also, like, he got hurt in high school. Remember, didn't he tear an ACL in high school, tore an ACL in the pros, had a hernia surgery his junior year in college that, remember, knocked him out like the third. I I forget what game it was, but it ended his season. So he's had three yeah. major injuries at every level.
1: I, might I, have been able to come back at Ohio State or no Was it like one of those it was like eh, yeah remember they were,
0: they were they didn't make the net they didn't make the playoffs and he just remember he came around I think the Rose Bowl or whatever, which was the right move. yeah but you could just it, it, you could argue if you were in Nick's camp if you were looking at Nick, like there is some risk involved in this like you, you could make an astronomical amount of money and just avoid any like obviously if you play and you're healthy you're going to break the bank and have a huge season cuz you're an elite player. But if like could we broach it with them and they'd even be willing or is it one of those like ultimately the Niners don't want to extend him right now? He doesn't he's like open to it. You might as well just play it out cuz if you don't want to extend him and he's cool with playing it out, it's always the right move for the team to let it keep going, right?
1: The Niners are cool Keith, with letting this don't play want out to extend him. Yeah, the, the Niners also right this second don't have a lot of money to play with. They, yeah, but they, they could. Drop, but,
0: but if they extend them, they can drop the cap. You know, they they can play with everything. That's true.
1: Uh, but nothing's happening right now. And I, I think from Nick's perspective, I understand it. If he has a big season, that number could be astronomical next season, though. Right? Huge. <laughs> like, what was the you you were telling me about? When you were in the car listening to Albert Breer. What he said about Lamar Jackson.
0: Well, he said last year when the Ravens could have extended Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson was extension eligible. Josh Allen got an extension. He had at the time that Josh Allen got an extension. Like the way we think of Josh Allen right now, there were still some questions marks last year at this time, and they gave him whatever, a a, a huge sum of money, right? Or maybe it was right at training camp. Lamar Jackson did not get a contract. Well, at the time that Josh Allen signed, there were three quarterbacks that were at that 40 or above, and really most of them were like 40 or 41. Now, Rodgers makes 50. Carr and Stafford both make like 44. Watson makes 46. Josh Allen's in the club. Dax in the club. There are a ton of guys in that 40, mid 40 club. So now Lamar Jackson, no longer you can get him. Like maybe we get him for 38. Like it's Lamar Jackson's a $45 million a year quarterback minimum. Like that's just the starting point. So next year, if let's say Chase Young has a huge season, maybe some other star defensive lineman has a huge Jeffrey Simmons or something. All of a sudden we're talking about several guys at like 28, $30 million. And if Nick Bosa is the best of the group is Nick Bosa making quote unquote like quarterback money of two years ago, which is yeah. pretty possible. Yep. But maybe the Niners don't care. because be
1: you, you get more cap flexibility as the cap goes up. Jimmy's off the books, right? 30 might be the floor. You still got a couple years away from paying your quarterback, right? That's one situation they're in right now. Their quarterback is cheap. Here's the reality, though, right? Debo's a question mark
0: just because the body type, the way he plays. We've seen Nick Bosa. Like, that player, if he stays healthy, he has a 10-year career where he's a Hall of Famer. So if Nick Bosa's healthy... And
1: he he does everything he can If he's not healthy, it won't be because he's not working hard at his health. It'll
0: be freak things on the field, right? If Nick Bosa plays the next six years... 95% 95% of the games, the Niners would be like, yeah, have him name his price. We're cool with it. You don't even hesitate. That, to me, Nick is an easier deal to do than than Debo, right? Nick's the easiest deal they've done in a long time. Like, it's just a, it's well, a when, no-brainer.
1: Yeah, when, when you are an established top-tier player at your position, it's easier, right? And we talked about that a little bit Monday.
0: At, at probably the um, second
1: most important position, right? A guy that can get you 15 to 20 sacks and dominate. He's an elite player and your, I mean, he's, and and your coach doesn't, co- your head coach who you pay a lot of money to doesn't coach him. Your head coach creates offensive players out of here's the other, you know, here's the other thing. I, I, here's
0: the other thing I'd argue with Nick. He's kind of coach proof. Like let's say Kisurik ever left to become the head coach, of Texas tech. And they got, you know, Guy Haberman or Will Plemons, their new defensive company's out. <laughs> I does. C- could anyone screw up Nick Bosa? I'd
1: argue no. No, it's kind of Khalil. It's no one Aaron would coach him. Awesome. Just leave him alone. Yeah, be. He's uncoachable and not in the sense that he's hard to coach in that he doesn't need to be coached. Yeah, you just say, you go on the other left or right, that, wherever that you feel comfortable, let
0: it rip. We'll just hire the him. other
1: three guys up and you pick a side. That'd be good defense. Just let Bosa, he lines up behind the nose tackle and then he picks a side, depending on what he's feeling. I feel like Khalil did that for a while. Just like, oh, I'm going to go here. Yeah. It's just like basically like Peyton Manning ha- have control of the offense. Just let Nick Bosa have control of where he lines up. Yeah. Oh, he's lining up just next to Drake Jackson on the same side. It's a double wide nine. You do that. Just have both shoulder to shoulder outside the left tackle. It'd be a right tackle. The only guy that have a, a prayer to stop you that would, go be the Trent, other way.
0: would be Trent Williams.
1: You just go the other way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> just run away from him. But all right. We want to tell you some of what we saw in practice on the field, specifically with Trey Lance. But uh, first, John, let's uh, go back and tell you about our friends at Indeed. Indeed.com slash ham. Indeed.com slash ham, where when you sign up right now at Indeed, you get a $75 credit toward your first sponsored job. Plus, you earn up to $500 in extra sponsored job credits with Indeed's virtual interviews. Just go to Indeed.com slash ham. I had a friend of ours who told us they used it.
0: And they said what they loved about it is it was all in one place in terms of it matched. They were able to do a virtual interview on indeed. They were able to screen a couple candidates and talk to them both. And it's so easy. I mean, this day and age, if you're not using indeed.com slash ham and you need to hire someone, I I don't even know what to tell you. I, I tell you, you're crazy because indeed it's unbelievable powering hiring, uh, powerful hiring partner, delivering four times more hires than all job sites combined. Uh, Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent and hire them fast.
1: Indeed saves you headaches. Interview virtually with no downloads, plugins, purchases. You can do it all in one place, like John said, with Indeed. They have a reliability assessment. They can even predict candidates' punctuality and work attendance. And after using Indeed's virtual interviews, Most employers said that it saved them days of hiring time. So that's money back in your pocket, according to Indeed data. In the minute that we've been talking about Indeed, 16 hires have been made on Indeed. So when you sponsor a job post in the U.S., you are three times more likely to get a hire. Sign up now, get $75 credit towards your first sponsored job. Plus, you earn $500 in extra sponsored job credits with Indeed's virtual interviews, Just go to Indeed.com slash ham to claim your credits. It's Indeed.com slash ham. Terms and conditions apply. (laughs) Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need. Indeed. Indeed. There he is. (laughs) Condities. Butcherbox.com slash ham helps you make good decisions. Last night, I was thinking about ordering out, and then I reached into the freezer, grabbed some ground beef, and all of a sudden, it was homemade taco night. With ButcherBox, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner. ButcherBox is offering all of you your choice of weeknight meal essentials. You get peace of mind with ButcherBox because it's high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. You get the ultimate convenience because it's delivered right to your door with free shipping, as always. And you get the ultimate customization. Your customization might be, I don't know what to do. Send me the good stuff. And they send you the good stuff curated right now. Go to butcherbox.com ham and use the code ham. And you'll get either three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a year. Plus $20 off your first order. Sign up at butcherbox.com ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Get on the Prize Picks app, just like me, and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Football season's over, but hoop season is getting hot. Tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high stakes basketball moments this time of year. So get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And you can get it on baseball too. I've got some season long, more or less picks. On multiple stat projections on home runs, uh, not off. Not feeling great about Shohei less than thirty eight and a half right now, but I put that one in the app just because I wanted something to root against with the Dodgers. Prize Picks offers injury insurance so that your entries stay live even if one of your players get injured. So hoops, somebody leaves in the first half, no problem. Injury insurance and on Prize Picks you can win up to one hundred x your money with as little as four correct picks I love it it's download the app today use code ham50 for the first deposit match of up to a hundred dollars I'm gonna give you the same advice I gave my buddy who just called me recently because he was getting a vasectomy he just came from the doctor they said they told me I got to shave I said gotta get to more like it and I sent him the Lawnmower 5.0 from Manscaped. It's gonna be the MVP for him and for you this March. Go to manscaped.com and use the code HAM to get 20% off and free shipping. Get the Performance Package 5.0 Ultra, and you'll be the Cinderella story of March. The Lawnmower 5.0 is strong until the last stroke with a battery that lasts the entire tournament, a waterproof design, and interchangeable skin safe blade heads that guarantee smooth. Ball handling every time. To top it off, the performance package throws in two free gifts, boxers, 2.0, and the new toiletry bag. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code ham at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping. Manscaped.com, code ham. When things get hairy, make sure to call on Manscaped in Clutch Time.
0: Can I tell you about my friends? Very, very good friends. And mainly because I've been using this app for a long time. Game time. They are the best ticket app I've ever used. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. You want to go to a concert? You want to go watch Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond make a little playoff run? Well, that's where you use Game Time. You just download the app on your smartphone, and you can search any event. Concerts, comedy shows, games, pro and college. Search by price point or search by where you want to sit at the venue. It gives you sightline on the app, and uh, it's really easy. Buying tickets in seconds with like two taps. I cannot recommend it enough, and uh, here's what we're doing for you. When you use the promo code HAM, H-A-M, you save $20 off at checkout. That's promo code HAM at checkout, and save $20 to any event. Download the Game Time app now.
1: All right, we watched Trey Lance on the field today, among other things. We watched a lot today. We'll tell you some of what we saw from the receivers as well. But we saw Trey Lance in red zone. It's the first time we've gotten to see the 49ers in red zone during um OTAs or mandatory OTAs. We haven't gotten to see red zone. Doesn't mean they haven't done it. Kyle Shanahan did tell us after practice it was the best they've looked in all of OTAs was today's red zone period offensively. Um he said the red zone as a group, all of them. But I thought Trey Lance of that group stood out. I thought he was really good in red zone. I came away thinking that red zone might actually be more comfortable for him right now, and that as the season begins, it'll be where he has uh, more – I don't know if I'm going to say more success because more of your plays come outside of the red zone. But I think in some ways red zone might be easier for him because you are – It is you are so aware of the fact that your decisions have to come quickly. And he made some great throws on quick decisions. He threw a ball into Ayuk's chest that ended up as an interception. He threw a fade to Juwan Jennings that was gorgeous. Done. He hit Jennings with a couple more. Um, he made some really good throws. I know you thought the best throw we saw him make came in 11 on 11 that was not in the red zone on a seam, up, uh, up, uh, seam throw to a tight end. But he also had some wacky throws. If we're being honest, in a, in non-red zone periods, a knuckle ball to the outside that got broken up because it got there late, a knuckler into the flat, a deep ball that wasn't close. Not a bad throw. one of the that was a number bad, one that was, that was a bad throw. So, and, and I and I think this is just a theory as I'm watching it. Part of what happens outside of the red zone is you have more time to try and make something happen. And as we know, he can do some special things when he has time to make something happen off script. But. I think he's pretty quick. And I saw, I don't know if you saw this. Steve Young said this at Mayoko's Dwight Clark event that he thinks the thing that Trey has down right now is he's a very fast processor. I think he's right. I think it shows itself in the red zone. And I think in the red zone, you're not, because it's compacted, you're not muscling the ball so much, right? You know, there's no chance I'm making a 40 yard throw in this. I'm either throwing a dart, I'm throwing a fade, I got to get one outside to a running back. Whereas there are times it felt like in other scenarios where he's trying to make plays down the field um, or where he's off script where he tries to muscle the ball a little bit and loses a little bit of accuracy there. Just a the theory. Again, I'm watching. We've watched a handful of practices. That's what we saw today with red zone. It's it's taking a slice of the pie and kind of building a, a a theory off of it. But that's where I am today after watching practice. I texted a buddy
0: in the NFL that had sent me some clips from last year that were pretty ugly on Trey. And I said, listen, I'm not trying to act like these OTA practices in 2022 are the end all be all. We all agree. They have a huge red flag next to them in terms of meaning, right? I don't think, because we do that with training camp practices, like God, Hey, man, how about the sixth rounder He makes every play. And then like the camp and then the preseason game. And it's just, Things happen. Trent Shurfield looked like Larry Fitzgerald last year in the first week. You just never know, but like I, I have to say, he has been better than I thought the three weeks that we've taken him in. Now my bar was pretty low. I, I the internet gets mad at us because I don't think we anoint him as the next Mahomes, Josh Allen. So my bar was low, like it would be with any young quarterback who hasn't played much. Like if if Trevor Lawrence was the quarterback, my bar would not be low. I would be much more critical on. A wheel route going over. I still think that's something we've talked about. He has to work on, but he that red zone period was obviously awesome. The offense dominated, so it's like sometimes that
1: just seven happens. on seven. We should mention too.
0: Seven on seven, he looked good, and I'm telling you that pass that he. I'm made saying
1: down, sorry, John. I'm just saying red zone was seven on seven.
0: Was, oh yeah, the yeah. There's mean. no so there's less clutter right with the lineman in your way, yep. but that throw that he made down the seam was just. There are going to be plays that are going to happen this year because there's been one thing you and I were bullshitting on the sideline. I said, well, it's inevitable. And this happened with Jimmy too. He is going to make some plays because they're going to play in important games, right? Like ultimately when Zach Wilson or Trevor Lawrence, how, how much do you feel like you watched a lot of Trevor Lawrence last year? Cause I don't, cause you know why his games didn't matter at all. We just kept making fun of his coach. I didn't watch many jets games. Honestly, the only jets game I watched start to finish was the one on Thursday Night Football where they <laughs> sucked. And like Josh Johnson was their quarterback. He played the Colts. So Trey Lance, because the Niners, like let's face it, the Niners are stacked. Like they are really good. They went to the NFC Championship for a reason, not their quarterback, their fucking team. And now their team in theory should be better. They had another pass rusher. They had a sweet running back. They had some free agents. Their team is good. They are a top 7-8 roster in the league. So this quarterback, he, you know, in a weird way, doesn't need to be exceptional. Now his physical attributes are going to allow him to do some exceptional things that they weren't able to do last year in the passing game. But he could also like, there are going to be plays and this might happen week. I'll just pick a random week, like week seven, they're playing the Cardinals in a a big game. Both teams are five and two. Kansas city, John. Okay. Kansas city. They're playing the chiefs. They're both five and two. Somehow CBS gets that, and it's Nance and Romo. And it's like, oh, shit, This is that a 125 game, TBD game? It's on Fox. Okay, so it's Olsen and Burkhardt and Olsen. And that game is big, and they're both five and two. And it's like, okay, this is – Trace passed every test, throws three picks in the game, Mahomes throws four touchdowns, and the Niners lose by 20 points. And everyone's like, oh, it's going to happen. Who cares? Right. To me, I'm already prepared to live with some of the boneheaded things, as long as he can be efficient like we saw today, and then have the exceptional explosive plays. That, like, honestly, if Jimmy just had two more explosive plays a game, like, legitimately, not the yak plays. And I think Warren Sharp put out something the other day on Twitter, like, really put it into context because we were going back and forth. Remember when we were looking at the numbers last year? Like, didn't that yeah, up. Yeah, it's the yak numbers were crazy. I'm talking like legit bombs to Ayuk. Or to Kittle down the seam, or to Debo, or to Jawan Jennings. I'll tell you,
1: I think even one Garoppolo more explosive game would have changed their offense.
0: Yeah, because they won ten games with one. the way they played. Just what, one. What if Trey could give you two? Because he can, right? Just with his arm yeah. strength. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna now, get, again. Th- he might. They're gonna have shots. This they're, is what he's do. gonna call shots this year, right? Besides just because Ky- Kyle naturally has the built-in plays the the wife slip out and just the natural shit where guys are going to be wide open. He's got to hit those. And Jimmy was hit or missed. Obviously the other quarterbacks missed way more. Can he just occasionally, yeah. I'm talking just occasionally
1: during the game. You're right. It might just be one play hit. I you a 50 yard bomb. It, remember, remember when it happens when he tries to make a play that doesn't work out that, Garoppolo did not play mistake-free football. Just remember, just file that one away for next time. I don't think I'm anyone like, will oh, totally that. Yeah, Jimmy might have made that. No, but I think sometimes in the off season we forget that Garoppolo taketh and giveth and doesn't if, really giveth as much. What if he gets ready to the Browns him. and wins the MVP? In big play. Well, he could be good on. The Browns would be a great spot for him. And I and I think it's a real possibility that he ends up as the Browns quarterback. But, um, you know, I think it's funny All the talk of Trey's mechanics is everybody but Trey and Kyle. When Trey and Kyle get asked about it, they really downplay it. I mean, Shanahan, every time he gets asked about Trey's mechanics, acts like he doesn't even understand why the question's being asked. He's like, I don't, yeah, he's the same stuff. And I think he, it might be legit because every time Trey is asked, he's like, yeah, we're not really doing that much. We're just trying to fine tune some things. I think there are times where the way he tries to create plays create bad throws where where his ball doesn't get to where he wants it to go the way he wants it to get there, because he's really trying hard to force to, to make a play in the red zone. You don't, I think you're probably more mechanically sound in the red zone because the decision is quicker and the throw is likely not going to be some, you know, you're not running out to one side and throwing it to the other hash mark. You just don't have time. There's not enough space because you already have, and we asked Shanahan about this today. You already have three points. So you're not trying to make too much extra happen because you already have three points. Unless you're Jimmy Green Bay Packers in the NFC. Unless games. you're to Green Bay Packers. I just it, the other thing overall, I think Trey just continues. He looks really comfortable, really at ease. I multiple press conference now I've watched, take it with a grain of salt, whatever it's worth. I think he handles those situations really well. But I think just watching him on the field, he really looks he is the starting quarterback of the 49ers and he acts like it. And, and I've watched a lot of quarterbacks practice up close to my day. So have you. You can tell when a guy is acting like he's supposed to act. And when a guy is just being himself. And I think Trey is just out there being himself. And he has a lot of the qualities required. After these three practices that we've attended and we'll be there again tomorrow. And if Thursday happens,
0: are you, are you pretty confident that like Jimmy's done here? Because I am at this point. Yes,
1: I have. No doubt in my mind that they think of Trey Lance as the starting quarterback and do not really even think of Jimmy as some sort of emergency safety net. I agree.
0: In a perfect world, like, yeah, if we can get Jimmy for $2 million, and he was our backup quarterback, like, they would love to do something like that, but this is not even going to be possible. It feels like they have come to grips, and they've been saying the same thing now for a month. Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be on this team. I, and I don't think, and I know I, I kind of asked Kyle about it, and it was – Again, like it's unfair because it's a month and a half away. Like, I don't think we ever see Jimmy in training camp. He, he might still be on the team, but I, I'd be a little. Would, would you agree? Like, would
1: you be surprised now to see Jimmy out there with Trey? taking snaps? Partly based on Kyle's answer today, I think a lot of people took because Kyle was asked. I think Biederman asked him. You know, like, is Jimmy going to be here if he hasn't been traded by the time training camp rolls around? If, and once he's he said healthy. yes, once once he's healthy, and you said. Um, you wouldn't excuse him, and then Kyle said, "Well, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get there." So, question um, by me. Yeah, that was that was that was. Good. I didn't want to put him in a,
0: in a. I,
1: I'm not trying to get too aggressive with him because I ultimately want him
0: on this podcast. I do I'm not an adversary, but as like, I said think he that, the way he said that was like, "Wait,
1: just, so you, you bring him to practice, and then he and then he kind
0: of pivoted fast, didn't
1: he?" Yeah, I I don't think I've seen a few people in the chat saying that he definitively said today, and that is what he said. But I'm telling you, I didn't. My overall takeaway was after the follow-up, like, yeah, th- I'm saying that now because it's June and that's what I can say now. But when it really comes time to cross that bridge, and you could argue, John, because no one's acknowledging that Jimmy's is, not dramatically better than the other
0: two guys, and honestly, could do every bit of go- good a job Trey early on, right? Every,
1: we all acknowledge well, that. I, to me, there's also just a well a hundred. He's definitely yeah. better than the other he two guys. Do... Yes, he's definitely better than the other two guys. To me, the only reason to have him out there is if you think there's a possibility you're going to restructure and and make him your backup quarterback. Because otherwise, he's then taking reps away from the players who you're actually going to use, and that there's no point in doing that. No. Right? And he's yeah. not going to be getting starting reps over Trey, so he'd be yeah. taking like Nate Sudfeld's reps. Um, and you don't want to take in eight Sudfeld's reps if he's got if he's going to be making twenty seven million dollars because he's not going to be your backup quarterback for twenty seven million dollars. Be weird. So let's talk about the playmakers. Um, we mentioned Juwan Jennings. Without Debo out there, it looks like a pretty good group. Kyle Shanahan said Jennings and Brandon Ayuk has has have had as good of off seasons as they've had since they've become pros. And I think it looks like it when we watch them play. They I mean I and think Kittle Ayuk, did not practice today. Kittle and Fred wanted did not practice.
0: I Ay- has looked awesome. I mean, this whole time. I-, I do think Juwan Jennings, not that he's looked bad. I, I just hadn't really watched him much beside a play here, play there. I focused on him that. He looks fantastic. And I wanted to ask Kyle specifically about him because obviously Kyle he's a wide receiver coach at heart. Do you agree he doesn't like he loves Juwan Jennings? At both those I would put them the way he t- he talked about him as a package deal like they were the leaders of the group and kind of the leaders of the offense with Trent he didn't say this specifically but Trent Kittle hasn't been practicing and you know obviously Jimmy's gone Trey's young and Debo's gone so it's like those guys leadership and then you just watch him play in which the urgency in which they have like those guys are coming to fucking kick ass and take names every day now I we understand it first round pick he's had game-winning touchdowns like he should be a high-level player. I think the emergence of emergence of Juwan Jennings, and we saw it last year, like if they can get that body type to be like a legitimate starting level wide receiver with their other two guys, their offense is loaded. Because we know how good Debo is. We know IUK is only getting better. Kittle's a star. Yuzek is a stud they got 8 million running backs and you throw Jawan Jennings in the mix. And then if Ayuk or Debo misses a game or whatever, I actually feel better about their depth at that position. Like Jawan, I, I mean, I he's, I think his upside to be get money eventually from someone else like Kendrick Bourne did is much higher, right? With his body type, how he'll be able to produce in the red zone. I could see him having an emergence where like someone eventually pays him a lot of money. Now I'm not talking like Christian Kirk or whatever, but I could see him having some moments these next couple of years where you're like, Holy shit. And if you're Trey Lance, I'd throw it to that guy. Why? He's huge. His body type. He just, I, I keep thinking I use small. And then he ran by us today. And you're like, well, he's way bigger than you realize. Well, he
1: almost ran into us while we were talking to Cal Poly, Cal Poly coach, uh, Will Clemens, Yeah. <laughs> and, Obviously, Debo and
0: Ayuk—they're smaller wide receivers relative to the NFL, but they're still. When you walk by, like when you were getting close to Debo, he doesn't look like a small human being. But Jawan Jennings is legitimately six foot three. He's a jump ball guy, but now he's moving
1: like he's moving. Don't don't you feel like his movements are just—he's way faster. I think anytime a player has the season that, like a young player has a breakthrough early career, like he had last year. I can't even imagine the level of confidence that that gives a guy going into the offseason. The amount of ownership he feels over, you know, I w- it's probably different. You're coming into last year. You, all you're told is like, hey, man, just block. You got Debo and Iuke and Kittle and you're kind of in the background. We got well, you're not well, guaranteed you make to make a, a team Ju- as a
0: seventh round pick, even your second year. Right. Juwan Jennings wasn't guaranteed to make the team coming into the season last year.
1: You make play after play after play, third down, big games, touchdowns. Um, They look for you offensively. They create opportunities for you offensively. I bet he feels so far away from a seventh-round pick, the way he thinks of himself now, and maybe he had a lot of confidence coming in. I think one of the reasons Kyle has to love him, he's kind of the perfect type player in the sense that he earned his way onto the field by being a blocker, by being physical, by not being afraid to go over the middle, but and by knowing what to do, right? So that for, so just to start, Kyle Shanahan loves him because he can trust him. Then, what did Shanahan tell us today after you asked the follow up on Jennings? He separates as well as any of the receivers we have. So fundamentally, one of the reasons that Trey Lance should, should throw him the ball is because he's going to be open. That's what Kyle Shanahan's saying. Like he gets, it looks kind of funny the way he runs, but he gets himself. open open yeah and that i think was like that's why he gets paid right you don't get paid just for extra effort you get paid because you can make plays because you're a good player and kyle is saying he's as good as separating as any receiver we have he has a first round receiver he has a second round receiver he has a free agent ray ray mcleod receiver they just signed. so they don't have some schmucks out there at receiver like they are they have invested in their receiver room and he's saying this guy separates as well as any of them
0: yeah and, and think about this I always say this with coaches. I I judge them more by their actions than their words, though for the most part, Kyle's actions and words match up pretty well, I'd say typically. Uh, He ran in the biggest game, you know, the last several years. Win or get into the playoffs. They had to win to make the playoffs. The double pass, and it was to Juwan Jennings. Think about that. Now, I know if like, ultimately, if it works, it's a lob pass. And, and, you know, if you put Ayuk, maybe there's more the guy runs with them. Maybe it's just simple as like, you're a little less likely to fall off 15 as you are 11. Uh, 19 has the ball. So it's not like he can run the route. But to me, that's pretty telling. And by that point in time, he got huge balls there. I think he had another big catch in the Dallas game. I mean, he, was, he, he looks the part. And I told you this on the sideline, like if you didn't know the Niners roster and you just came to practice and I said, they drafted that guy two years ago as the 17th pick in the draft. It'd be believable, right? Just the way his yeah. body size, the way he carries himself. I'm with you. And his way Lance. he produced. Yeah. Today in practice, they were, you know, feeding him the ball. I'm big on your body language at practice as a young player, like just the way Debo had it right away. Bosa had it right away. Like some guys have it. And I, I you know, Fred Warner had it very quickly. Kittle had it immediately. You you can tell because if you watch the Harbaugh teams with those guys, it's the way they kind of, uh, when, when, uh, uh, uh what's not Earl Mitchell what's Bowman, uh Willis what, what's Mitchell's Elijah? name Elijah Mitchell <laughs> the way he walked by me the first OTA we went I'm like this guy's carrying himself like he's started running back in the league and there's something to be said about that because it's it's a league of alphas and it's a dog-eat-dog league because you're playing for other people's position and you can't fake the confidence that that guy's playing with right now and I would say Jawan Jennings and they know it and it's got to feel I mean anytime If he's good again, like they fucking dominate the the third day of the draft. I mean, that would be incredible to get a guy to produce like that with your other two guys as a seventh-round pick.
1: Somebody in the chat said something about Ray-Ray McLeod is only a returner. No, I mean, Ray-Ray McLeod is going to play receiver for them. He had a nice catch today, actually. A really nice catch.
0: Well, the one thing is with Kyle, we saw with, with Trent last year, Like everyone early on gets the chance, right? if Ray Ray does well in training camp, he'll get some reps at wide
1: receiver for sure. Yeah. And we'll see like Danny Gray's got to prove he can just practice for three straight weeks. He has a hamstring. Didn't practice today. Now he was running around. He's probably fine. We actually saw him at the practice where he tweaked it. Cause he had the Theragun on it. And then he practiced, he continued that practice to practice. So I don't think it's anything severe, but um, it's going to be hard for him to force his way onto the field. They have good receivers, especially once they sign Depot. Well,
0: and they don't play. I mean, again, it might just be Jimmy. We'll see. Maybe Katre would change with Trey like if they go quote unquote spread it out four wide receivers their tight end is one of those guys right so they don't ever go four wide receivers on the field at the same time because unless he's injured or sucking wind 85 is one of the guys right if I'm thinking of they're going four wide it'd be 11 19 15 and 85 and you feel pretty damn good about that group like this gets back to Trey like what more can you ask for like it's like well Zach Wilson's got Elijah Moore and We'll see about Garrett Wilson. He's a rookie. I mean, they, they're rolling out. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, and Jawan Jennings is their spread it out group. And they might put check in the backfield to, you know, play pass protect. Like
1: that's, that's pretty unreal. Well, my question is, if Jawan Jennings is the best separator of the group, we've never really thought of him as a deep ball threat because speed is not his calling card. But maybe he is a threat down the field for them this year. Well, he's
0: getting matched up on the third-best corner, probably, right? If the other two guys are around. You're not putting Jalen Ramsey on him. No, it's true. Now, top-end speed is not really his thing. But if you – this is what Keith Williams of Baltimore Ravens would say. I mean, Devontae Adams gets open down the field. Keenan Allen gets open down the field. You can get open with route running – you know, the route that you, was it last week that when he broke on, uh, was Emmanuel Mosley or Ward or maybe Jimmy it Ward? It was Jimmy
1: Ward. Yeah.
0: And to me, like head fakes and route running, you can get open down the field without running like Deshaun Jackson, right? Well, that's a great example. They had it spread
1: out. He had the safety on him. He yeah. ran by him. There was nobody back there. Now, the ball, traded – and trade through the ball somewhere else, but um,
0: I, I love a I- guy. I'm, I'm, I love Debo Samuel. I even, I'm even i a big fan of Ayuk. I'm a sucker for a big wide receiver. And he's the biggest. He's the only big guy they
1: got. By a mile. <laughs> he stands out in their group, right? Yeah, their group is not big. <laughs> no. That's for sure. Their group is not big. But, you know, one thing we haven't seen when it comes to Trey and making plays and accuracy, we haven't seen the full group together, right? Maybe you don't have to force the ball as much when your best players are on the field because they're more open. So... Uh, a couple of questions here in the chat. This is from Randall. Thank you, Randall. Kyle said he expects Garoppolo at practice once healthy. If he isn't traded, with a guaranteed twenty-seven million, if he gets hurt in practice, is Kyle serious with his statement today? Like I said, I, like John said, I, I'll believe he's on the field when he's on the field. At this point,
0: I'll be I'll be stunned if we ever see him coming out. You know, August fourth, and you know when they come out, kind of that little area. If he's one of the guys running out. That's a good point. We've never really uh, talked about it like that. Like, no, that is a good point. you could not have
1: like, did uh Drake Jackson just
0: take out Jimmy's knee? <laughs>
1: you know, that'd be bad. Or did he just step wrong? Trying to make a play. Uh, Jay Aguayo 56. Could this team be deeper than Harbaugh's team?
2: Well, is I don't good, think I would say defensively.
1: There's deep, not as many top end playmakers on defense. Um, what was the receiver group? Crabtree. Crab- the receiver group wasn't great. It Vernon. Yeah, they drafted AJJ because right, tight end. No, he was not. I would not count him.
0: Felt like they had Frank Bruce. They, their running backs were good. Frank Bruce Miller. Uh, the one dude from Mississippi State, Dixon, was solid. They just had a lot of big Kobe's- bodies. Yeah, just it felt like they. Well, I mean, they they ran the ball and they threw it to Vernon and Crabtree. I mean, that was kind of their. Kyle Williams had a cup of coffee.
1: Uh, oh, oh, they got, they got Manningham. An, they, so they yeah. got they got Anquan. I mean, he remember that you know they got Anquan after the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl team Crabtree had eighty five catches. Manningham and Vernon had forty two and forty one. And oh, they had for oh, that's right. They had Randy for a minute. Delaney Walker made some catches for him, but the next year, the Anquan team. Was a Super Bowl team their best uh, team? Maybe they peaked uh, at the Well, I actually moment. think this group, uh, the Anquan team probably had better. Anquan, Vernon, Bruce Miller, Crabtree was hurt or got hurt. So that interrupted that year. I mean, little Michael, James. Were just so It was so much about their defense. Bowman, Willis, Reed, Whitner, Brooks, Rogers, Tremaine Brock, Justin Smith, Alden Smith. McDonald's shit, a Ray, Ray McDonald's Ray McDonald's shithead
0: gr- dominant player. Yeah. Hard hard to beat a front seven of Ray McDonald, Justin Smith, Glenn Dorsey, Ahmad Brooks, Alden Smith on the edges, and Bowman Willis in the middle. Like I, I like their linebacker yeah. group, Fred Warner, uh uh, I can never say his name. Uh how do you say his name? 51. Aziz El Shire. Aziz. And and Greenlaw, like that's a really, really good group. I would take all three of those guys. Not a soul would take those three over. Would you rather have either Bowman or Willis by themselves peak and then just figure it around around them? You might.
1: I mean, we're talking about Hall, hall of Fame lever, level. Would you trade right.
0: in their peak Bowman the line Willis, was better. All three for just one of those two peak. Wait, I mean, wait. You would. Who, who am I trading? All three linebackers. Greenlaw, who's a these guys yeah Fred for just one of those for one of those guys in their peak
1: I like Fred. uh yeah yeah although I mean they might have their linebacker I mean I think Aziz and Drake Greenlaw are both free agents so uh after this year but Harbaugh O'Leon O'Leon the O-line was sure. really good yeah
0: Trent would have started for them but that'd
1: probably be about it he would have taken Joe Staley's job Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world. The nerds will help you get smarter about balancing your portfolio and avoiding scams so your money is just as safe as betting against the Cowboys in the playoffs. Planning your tax bill so you don't dread April every year. And saving on travel, vacations coming. You spend less on airfare, it means you're not choosing between surf or turf. It's surf and turf for dinner and maybe even an extra night stay. So listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Tacovas. oh yeah. I was just looking at some pictures of a concert. Luke Bryan, my wife and I went to, I don't know, 10 years ago. She had some old cowboy boots on. This is like a couple of weeks ago. And I said, you, you need some new boots because we're going to see Luke Combs. So she went to Tecovas.com. And they're just perfect. She loves them. You can do the same. You go to tecovas.com. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, handmade down in the boot capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. If you've ever wondered, can I pull off cowboy boots? Then you should pull on a pair of tecovas, and you'll see they'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented western wear, and it's all kinds of western staples. Trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it, they'll get you outfitted. If you can't make it to a store, Tecovas delivers the most premium quality, most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Probably what you do. I mean, Harbaugh would have loved both. Would have loved Trent. Maybe just right? get rid
0: of. Maybe we get rid of Davis. You you potty. I mean, what would Cal do if you have you potty in his peak? He was a monster. Yeah,
1: he's pretty good. Um, DK. We mentioned DK did not show up today. I'm I'm not looking forward to what feels like a year in which the Seahawks are going to be very irrelevant. That's, I hope it's not sucks. the case because it's relevancy is great, but it does not feel like they are headed towards that right now. I already met, you know, I would imagine they would
0: tell you like, it kind of sucked. Not that it sucked winning, but like the nine O rivalry, they, when the Niners were good, they won. So, dude, But that probably had to feel like a little hole was lost for just their schedule. Right. Because even when the Niners were sweet, the Seattle was winning like 90% of the time. But like once the rivalry was like, I uh, you're just eating turkey on the 50 and Tom Sula doesn't even know what down it is, then it's gonna suck it the other way. Like these last couple years, like the Seattle game, even they were shitty last year. It was like, I don't feel great about this. <laughs> and I think they lost both of them. Yeah, they did. So you just I enjoy Seattle games. You know, I, I would say I enjoy Seattle games. More than the other two games. And the Rams game is really... I mean, last year probably might have changed the thing a little bit. Felt really big. They got to play in the NFC Championship game. So that's clearly added some juice. The Cardinal games are good. But I've never viewed that, like, even when Arians was here, quite the same as Seattle. But I, I would say that if Seattle sucks, and let's just... I don't know how we assume this, but Russell's gone. So let's just say the Niners are going to beat them. So is the Rams and so are the Cardinals. The other four games are just going to be a lot more meaningful then, right? Because is it inconceivable to think that they go all in sixth in the division? You hate saying that because division games, but I I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Their quarterback position just truly sucks.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe there's like some rainy night in Seattle where early in the season it's loud, but it feels like it hasn't been The Niners get week two there, right? Well, maybe that could be a game. Or is it home? but it's a one o'clock game. Is it home? No, it's a home game. It's a home game. The game in Seattle is week 15 on Thursday night. I can that could be a weird game. That could
0: be weird for sure. Or or they could just be a four-win team and a one-two-three-cabo type thing, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, and we, we could be talking, like, is Pete going to get fired? Is this over? If you're... If you're them, like is now the time to play to DK obviously would want to get paid right now before he has four touchdowns with Drew Locke, right? One thing I mentioned.
0: Well, one thing I mentioned to you when we were at practice, or maybe before we hopped on, was like they're gonna suck.
1: And if you're is there a chance DK doesn't want to be there anymore? Like, this is miserable. Like, we're gonna stink. Well, he definitely doesn't want to get paid after this season that's about to happen. And has like his Allen Robinson where he's playing with. uh, Yeah, like I said, it's like he's weird. (laughs) And in the end, I guess maybe receivers do doesn't even matter. They don't get blamed for it. They ultimately get. I do think he has his
0: resume speaks for itself when he's had a good quarterback. Right. That he's pretty good. He wouldn't get if Drew Locke sucks. I don't think DK would get blamed as much, though. I can see DK getting pouty fast. And that would hurt. Like, you know, he's a little bit of a front runner.
1: Well, who who are the Seahawks leaders at this point? Uh, Earl Thomas? Uh, Negative, John. Because, you know, Trent Williams, we we left to get home. We get to get back to our studios to um, stream. But Trent Williams spoke to the media and about Debo Samuel. They've spoken a lot this season. Trent has offered him advice when asked. He said he's grabbing the situations by the horns now and showing how mature he is by showing up. I think that goes a long way. And keep in mind, this guy, Trent Williams... Who's talking to Debo is a guy that has a very good relationship with Kyle. Um
0: and he went to I did would I say have- some contentious stuff with a previous team about like almost quitting football.
1: Part yeah, like, hey, bro, this could be a lot, trust me, this could be a lot worse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you ever seen he the commander? Like, hey, what was it uh, like to walk team? away? <laughs> you ever met Trent Dan Snyder? Away. Trent did he it. He
0: quit. Yeah, Trent, Trent did you. it. Part of it. Walked was away. A, he
1: had a cancer scare, but I think the football team drove him to quit. But he was kind of—he's kind of a mixed Debo Aaron Donald. Like he was just going to retire if he didn't get what he wanted. Trent, he hated him because they sucked. Yeah, hey, hey Debo,
0: are you friends with Terry McLaurin? Because you should give him a ring if you—if you aren't, <laughs> I can get his number for you. <laughs> you. Ask him what it's like to play, like, because I—I do think it helps that they're friends and he can put it like in legitimate perspective, like, but you got it pretty fucking good. And we talked about uh, months ago, like the conduit for this whole thing for Kyle could be that guy. Right? It, like Trent. They are they are very close. They went to a Warriors game together. They walk out together. They are clearly kind of kindred spirits, maybe just because they're so sweet at their job. And Trent really gravitated toward them. And this is gets back to Kyle's relationship. I'm telling you, I saw it with Andy Reid for so long. Andy could always overcome weirdness because of his relationship with a guy. And that is... I think McVeigh has that too, and that is a very – I would say that's going to be moving forward as money gets crazy in this day and age. It's why so many teams, I think, kind of like try to hire that type guy. Ultimately, shouldn't that be Cliff's point of difference with Kyler? Like their
1: relationship in theory? Kyler might make it hard, but yeah, in theory. (laughs) Well, that's Cliff's guy. It might be that nobody has that relationship with Kyler, right? Well, you probably shouldn't draft a guy number one. I mean, I didn't. Have yeah, a toy, it, it would. No, but you're right. I mean, you might have just drafted the wrong, the wrong guy. I mean, Trent Williams would be telling Debo Kyle has made me very rich. Well, I really Trent made himself very rich by being the best player in the game. Well, what position, ultimately, but. for example, and I, everyone,
0: if you enjoyed football, like watching Russell play for Seattle was fun. Like they, they were a very, very enjoyable franchise to consume for the last seven, eight years. But. The reason that deteriorated, let's call a spade a spade, was the head coach in his relationship. Wouldn't you say that's where it started? It was always the conversation. Pete and Russell, Pete and Russell, the offense, Pete and Russell, Pete and Russell, and Pete was like, our relationship's good. Clearly not. Like, you guys are not on the same page. Pete might be difficult. Russell might be difficult. Well, fucking Kyle's difficult. You know, I mean, a lot of guys are difficult in this league. For whatever reason, though, Russell Wilson is not on Seattle I think it starts and ends with Pete Carroll. Now there might've been other factors, but like that relationship went sideways and ultimately they don't have an owner or whatever, but like if you and I own the team, like as we were evaluating Pete this year it'd be like, well, fuck, I'm looking around the league. Some of these guys figured out like are the best player in the history of our franchise and our head coach ultimately didn't get along. I guess think about that. If, if, if Russell Wilson loved Pete, they would have found a way to get him more throws or whatever ultimately he wanted. He would have been a Seattle Seahawk for life. You know why?
1: They would have listened to him more, right?
0: Because most players, if they're not, have a major injury or get super old are on their team for life when they're good, when they're as good as Russell Wilson. So, like, it just shows you, and I'm not trying to, like, blow Kyle here, but, like, that matters in this whole situation. The relationship with your star players. It's not the NBA because ultimately, as Kyle said, I'm not accumulating friends. I, he, without saying it, like I'm still the boss. And if we want to make a change, we'll make a change. But like it's still a pro sports league where you're better off with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey than you are with like Daniel Jones and some scrub. Like you need star players to win in the NFL. Like Andy wouldn't have been to four straight NFC championships and been to a couple Super Bowls if he didn't have star players. So you do have to acquiesce and and work with them. And that's what I would say most of the best coaches you could argue in league history Bill Walsh to Jimmy Johnson to Mike Holmgren to even Bill. Like clearly Bill could resonate with Gronk and Brady when he needed to. And if you can't, you have no you have no shot. And and Pete he's going to learn a lesson this year, right? It's especially if it gets ugly. I mean honestly, it could cost him his career.
1: Now well, he is 70 years old, so he's I mean, his I mean, career his, yeah, I mean, it could cost him his job, but his career has been made but i mean to your point but i mean could seniors, just, if,
0: if pete carroll's fired would he be a head coach in the nfl
1: ever again i would probably lean no if he wanted an nfl job i think he'd get another one you think so it's not a great old. i think somebody would hire him you're probably, Had a, you're lot probably you're, a lot probably, of success a lot you're probably right you're probably right like why would you hire
0: joe judge or matt patricio if pete carroll could just get you a couple years and get your ship pointed in the right direction right
1: like how old was Shannon? Was Mike when he got the Washington job? Not as old as seventy-one. I mean, how old is Mike yeah, Shannon right wasn't now? That old? Seventy-one, maybe.
0: But I'd say so. Maybe that was 11, feels like he's even
1: feels like he's younger than Pete, but
0: he is maybe not sixty-nine years old. Okay. So Mike, late fifties, right on fifty-nine.
1: There's I, there's a big difference between fifty-nine and seventy-two. Right. There is. There is. And he did not get another job, but he also had he happened to be coaching the Washington football team. But what I was going to say is for Pete, his signature was culture, and his culture has fallen apart. When you say Bobby Wagner. They got all the expensive rich guys out. Yeah, they got all the rich guys out of there because they needed to reset the culture. Where Kyle actually does a good job with the rich older guys, too, in addition to the younger guys. Ultimately, your best players are going to be your richest guys and probably you know your late twenties, early thirties guys, and your most powerful Eventually, guys when they've had in success. Yeah, you're, exactly. Your most
0: yeah, who loved him immediately so, when he got here. Joe Staley, right, loves him. Kyle tries to hire him, and he
1: won't take. Joe's been through some shit. <laughs> Joe was ripe for a good relationship. And look, I think it says a lot that you're right. We don't want you to, to talk about. John what about Lynch the Bobby? But think time. about the Bobby Wagner that, situation. That John, that John thinks that Kyle has a good handle on things says a lot. John Lynch thinks that. Right. Because John Lynch was a player on a team that needed a lot of help in well, terms of about, just personalities. Think about the Bobby Wagner
0: situation that, you know, even they had to admit, like we fucked up. Ye, I, I don't know if you're allowed to fuck up on a guy of his stature. Right. Like ultimately, when Joe Staley was going to decide, you not know how to handle that situation, because they they clearly struggle at it. It's not even debatable at this point. They really struggle at it. And listen, I'm I'm not good at goodbyes either. It's it's not easy. I'm not acting like but other guys figure it
1: out in the league and and they for a successful group, I would yeah, say. Yeah, to it, me, have, have I don't even put it, it in the category I don't even put it in the category of like goodbyes so much as I just put it in the category of basic communication. Like there's two of you. There's Pete and there's John Schneider. Not one of you said, Let's just have a sit-down with Bobby Wagner, let's just do that. They didn't did one of them want? Did Schneider want to do it? And Pete wouldn't let him. Like I don't forget about goodbyes. Like that's just I don't know. I, I would imagine they're non goodbye. I well, yeah, but not even decency. Just like just a, this is this is the best way to do business. I agree. Like it's better for all of that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Bizarre. It, it Very is, bizarre. It is bizarre. Uh, Iceman says, "Can you clarify what Kyle Shanahan said about D Ford? He said he's coming in for a physical and will play, but not for them." I took Kyle. I just one last physical here before we cut him and save money, or maybe let him retire. I guess what he said not play for
0: us, maybe D doesn't want to quit yet. Did you take it that yeah. way? I, I didn't really. That's think how it, I, I took it. it. Yeah, they like D's going to try to keep playing,
1: which seems a little crazy to me. Doesn't like. Or just retire. Um yeah. I would imagine somebody would give him a look on a flyer, wouldn't cost him anything. I will say this for D Ford
0: is that the San Francisco 49ers trading for D Ford and then having to work some of his money generational is the best thing that's ever happened to him because he made sixty almost sixty million dollars in his career.
1: How much of that did the 49ers pay him? 30, 40?
0: Uh, 20, 20.7, 20. 13.7, so we're at 43, or we're at 44.4, 4, and then another seven, so
1: four plus seven,
0: you know, about 51 of the
1: 58. <laughs> A lot. 51 million dollars. The 49ers compensated about, oh, give or take, 51
0: million dollars. Unless my math, no,
1: sorry, 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 Tw- twenty, twenty million dollars, twenty. Million. That feels low. That's all the Niners paid him was twenty million dollars. Yeah,
0: he was, you know, a first round pick. So by the time the Niners had got him, and he played on his fifth year option, he he had made about eighteen million dollars. His last year for the Chiefs on his fifth year option, he made eight seven. So that year changed his career. And then when the Niners traded for him. They've given him see I've know. got I've
1: got 2019 his first year on the Niners year cash 20.7. I do too. Okay. And then 13. Did he get 137 in cash in 2020? Yep. So he's at 34.4. And then 7.2 in 2021. So the Niners gave him almost 42 million dollars. And five million, he's he's gonna get from them, he gets some money this year.
0: So if they're they going kind to of save
1: made, a little on the cap by cutting him, but he's still going to get cat like $5 million of cash. Okay, so he'll
0: have made about $45, $47 million yeah. from the Niners. For how many career yeah.
1: sacks, would you guess? Eight and a half? It feels high. Do you think he has eight sacks for the Niners? Let's look.
0: Well, I think the one year when they made the Super Bowl, he had around seven and a half. Remember, he didn't play much.
1: But he came through a couple times. Mm, nine and a half career, six and a half that year you're talking about, and three last year. Do you think if they could do it over, and I say, hey,
0: would you give forty six point six million dollars for nine and a half career sacks for you? But
1: but go to a Super Bowl and go to an NFC Championship game. But he's They'd not a like, huge part of some we, of it. We couldn't do either one of those things without him, unfortunately. Could they have made? Did he make a game saving sack in a? You know what it shows you, you know, guy. Is that in pro sports, especially in basketball or
0: football, where your salary cap. If the Niners had not sniffed the playoffs the last couple of years and been like 6-6 six, six, and Kyle got fired. We'd be like, remember that dumbass trade they made for D4 they cost them $50 million and they got nine and a half sacks?" Instead, win four playoff games in three years. And I wouldn't say it's a footnote, but it's closer to a footnote than being a problem. Like we don't really talk about it.
1: Yeah, there, there are. I think if you run a team long enough, you have to be winning. And if you run a team long enough, there are always going to be things. Ruben Foster, Solomon Thomas, D. Ford, Jalen Hurd. Uh, what was it? Not was it Joe Williams coming back from Utah? Yeah. Um, whatever transpires here, if it ends up that Jimmy Garoppolo just gets cut or gets traded for like a seventh round pick or whatever happens. However, that thing played out well, right. Well, it's like sometimes the I one people- thing cannot be, the one thing that cannot be a footnote is you went all in for a third overall pick quarterback. You made him your quarterback. Did no. it work or not?
0: Well, once you that make one can't that
1: move, it'll never be
0: a footnote. No, I'm with you. I'm with you there. But you do have enough. Al shires Juwan Jennings, all of the you just forget about the D fours. You just keep hitting on yeah. these random picks. It's like oh, fucking Drake Greenlaw had ninety seven tackles last year.
1: You're like, Jesus. Well, Christ. specifically, it feels dif- specifically their defense line is a strength of theirs. Yeah, I mean, what if Drake Jackson gives them eight sacks this year?
0: Was Eric Armstead there today? Not that I was really looking. Did you? Did Kyle
1: mention? Uh, did he say something about Eric? Did not mention. I mean, he mentioned. Warner and Kittle. Okay, yeah. I not mean, being it, it, there. He might have. I Honestly, I didn't even look at the defensive line group. Not that right. I... All I saw was 97, and then I focused on the receivers and the... Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I like to be... I'm more of a QB receiver coach, Joe. Yeah.
0: yeah. I'm more of a guard guy. Just checking out the guard movement. Interesting take. over there. I, I've never thought about this, but he, he's right. Because I think a lot of people shit on an OTAs, like, well, what are you going to learn from the run game? Kyle's like, well, actually, in the zone running scheme, I don't think it matters that much because we're not... And it kind of makes sense. You're not shoving people. Trent might, but it's really a body position block. Where like movement. When I was at Fresno State, we ran power. You can't run power when you pull a guard up a hole (laughs) on shorts and (laughs) t-shirts. But you can run. Like if I'm just reach blocking you and we're just moving our feet. Kyle is kind of right. Like, yeah, actually, I can like he was pretty confident in his answer. Like, no, I think they're like judging these guys, right? How they're moving. Yep. Like you, we ain't pulling guards here in open space and and people here. We're just positioning ourselves to get running lanes. Made me think, like if I'm some these offensive linemen, I'm trying my ass off because his ass is evaluating every one of your steps. I'll tell you that much. He is. I don't even think they probably realize it. this guy is taking notes. <laughs> Chris Forrester told him. Those babies do. Makes sense. Uh,
1: Eric Armstead, excuse because this, his wife, because he's hard, he's harder to deal. miss. Good eye. I guess that was reported. Did Kyle say it? We just didn't hear him say that? Impossible. I thought I heard, I
0: just heard the word Eric and then I, and then I realized I didn't see him.
1: Mm. I was too busy did thinking about my next question. Was it really did pain no pain? one care no, when I'm Kyle sorry. mentioned the Real
0: injuries? Pain. Like did no one even want to ask
1: about injuries? I guess it doesn't really matter right now. I guess Warner and Kittle, it's the same as it was a week ago or two weeks ago. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah, I guess other people were
0: out there. So, like, if a guy's out there, you don't need to ask if he's hurt because he's healthy. Yeah, I, I don't know. Because Kyle mentioned it was like waiting, like, are you guys going to ask me? No one had asked him. Nothing. I don't even care. But that's the, uh, office, Jennifer like, the do, do you think like Belichick would be like, got an injury list here, guys? Anyone interested? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nobody. Nah, move on to the next thing. Well, what would you tell me about Josh McDaniels right before we hopped on on the uh, that Vic Tafer tweeted? Well,
1: out? Vic Taffer tweeted this, so I was talking to a buddy of mine that day about the about Raiders practices. The Raiders, and he's like, "Do you think Musburger will still be there?" Uh, congratulations to Greg Papa on uh, his uh, contract extension, John. Eighteen years, twenty twenty six. For our buddy Greg Papa, and now was th- that was that I a candy? extension. I thought you said twenty twenty eight. Oh, did I say twenty twenty eight? I don't even yeah. remember. But yeah, twenty twenty eight sounds right. Yeah, but it was a six year extension. Maybe that's all. Yeah, twenty twenty eight. Um. So as the Raiders are looking for a voice,
0: Greg Papa extends after multiple playoff runs to be the voice, the only voice you will hear calling forty nine of football. It felt like he was destined. Greg Pop's entire sporting life to end up with the 49ers and sign a long-term contract, right? <laughs> Will he be remembered, guy? It's it like, Charles John, right. like Charles Woodson. Like Charles Woodson when he went into the Hall of Fame. Was he a Packer or was he a Raider? Is Greg Papa now
1: officially a 49er for life? Well, how many years How many years does he have to be the Niner broadcaster before... Well, was the, the Raiders a while. He is, I think he was 20. Yeah.
0: Close to 20. Maybe it was like 18. It was long. He's got that in him. But do those years... You know, from like 04 to 15 actually count. It's like a, if a tree falls in the forest, you know, they were so terrible. They were the laughing stock of the league. Does that actually count for half as many years?
1: It's not like they were good, right? If you're the voice of the Patriots, I think they count double. <laughs> I think if the team's terrible, they actually count more. It's harder. Yeah. <laughs> it's harder. Uh, yeah, so he won't be he won't be going back to the Raiders, which I, I didn't expect. But do you think they do you think they would have made a they're, run? They're or? On, John. You think Mark that like Greg? Failed. I don't I think that's probably a no. Yeah. Do you think Greg would entertain be no it? Because I would lean no. I, I don't. Did you see Tim Ryan out there
0: with the with the ponytail? No, I missed him. You didn't point he, him out. I would say ponytail, but he walked by kind of the bun. You know, I mean it's just it's just a look. I mean, I was like, God, that's a lot. I, I, I'd rock that look if I could.
1: I love a good so uh, the thing. The thing you're bringing up, though, Vic Tafer tweeted. A, he sketched <laughs> the practice <laughs> situation, and uh, for those of you who are watching, uh, you can see it. If you're listening, I'll describe it. It's three practice fields. Vic is on one end. Then there's an empty football field. An empty football field, and then there's the Raiders players practicing. And you can even tell the way he drew it. It looks like they're lined up on the sideline, blocking his view. So it sounds like Josh McDaniels has got um, Bill Belichick tendencies. I like how he drew the mountains on the other side of the of That is the field. nice, yep. <laughs> but you see he's got the players lined up on the sideline blocking his view from, you know, two football field width-wise. That's There's 10 yards between the field, so that's a good 100 and uh, – what would that be, like 108 plus 10, like 118, 120 yards away? Well, if it's 120 yards away and the players are in front of you, it's me, might as well just head into the
0: locker room for Vic. Like, what's the point? It's completely I mean,
1: useless. Yeah.
0: Listen, I, Josh went above and beyond, I would say, the last couple of years to earn back his reputation. The, I would say it started with that Dan Pompeii article that was just like him journaling, <laughs> him like looking in the mirror, him talking about all this stuff. And I've watched this, a couple of press conferences he's had. It was over that at,
1: before or after the Colts? I think it thing. was, I think it was after.
0: And he's done a lot of things on his image, but an old football term talking about players and character stuff, like a leopard doesn't change its spots. You know, I think this translates into life. You get to a certain point in life, you know, I I do think kind of your morals are your morals, your personalities, your personality. Now you can grow as a human, but like ultimately his tendencies as a football coach He might be more open-minded to different things now that he wouldn't have been with Denver, but like, he is a Bill Belichick creation. Like when you're at a Kyle Shanahan practice, I've never once thought like he gives a fuck about any of the stuff around him. They have some basic rules, right? Like with a lot of teams, like you can't tweet about scheme stuff. So if we had Jawan Jannings playing running back in a formation, you couldn't tweet that out or whatever, which is understandable. Now, even in the offseason, that's not even really going on. But, like, Kyle, and I think a lot of coaches are not, like, super... Andy's not, like, you waste so much time worrying about, like, what Haberman, Middlecoff, Biederman, and Tafer might say and how useless overall it actually is. But Josh McDaniels at his core, at his core, is a Bill Belichick creation. And to me, that type shit is premeditated. You You don't fake that guy. Like, you don't just... He didn't he did that on purpose, which ultimately is not going to impact winning or losing or whatever, but it's also like that's what you're worried about? Like that's you spent 5 seconds thinking about that? Now, if I was defend Josh, I'd go, well, he's a first he's technically like this is his first year with the team, he's implementing all new shit. He's probably just a little paranoid and his division's really hard. Is it crazy to think being a little paranoid about just anything getting out schematically or is it like what are we doing? like that's how you're starting cuz I, yeah, I, I i mean i can think see a little bit of the other side
1: i think there's two types of coaches coaches who think 100% only about football and coaches that think 99.9% about football and then 0.1% go well what does it really hurt me to let these people watch and i think the other side of that would be I don't have to let them watch. Why would I? I have nothing to gain. Uh, what They're not firing me. What they write about me doesn't matter. I'm the power broker here. And that's true. Like It's hard to argue against that. It's hard for me to argue to a coach who says, I'm going to practice three fields away, there's any reason they should do it any other way. It's hard to make the case. Hey, man, you should do it because they're going to be mean to you if you don't do it. No, that's not how it works. But there's also the 0.1% where what do I really lose by letting people just walk around to the other practice field, stand on that side if we happen to be on that field? The answer to that is also you don't really lose anything. The likelihood that some video or some tweets going to go out that you don't want, it's going to happen once every 10 years. It but you also happen. get to set the rules of what they can tweet and what they can't, right? Well, that's what <laughs> I'm saying. The, 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 somebody oh, breaks saying whatever rule there yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once it, it happens so rarely. So, you know, I think to your point, it's just a little insight into I'm not going to do it because I don't have to do it. And you are making a decision to keep people away at that point who are not going to hurt you in all likelihood. So so part of that 99, he is
0: consciously
1: thinking about this. I think Kyle, who has said, I'm not going to give anything more than I have to give, is part of the 99.9, who also understands whatever Like my, my life is easier if they've just seen practice i get better questions if they've seen practice my press conference that i that is required of me it's an easier press conference for me it's just it's just my life is easier if i don't even worry about this and spend all my time worrying about football sorry
0: yeah i mean i i wonder if there's an insecurity which is would be understandable there is a lot of pressure on josh he really is the last guy to save Bill Belichick's coaching tree's legacy. Uh he has a playoff level. Well, team. I mean, Bill does have a son who's going to become the coach of the Patriots. That's true. But that's we're still a little ways away from that. Yeah. But I mean, Josh has a chance to really just kind of damn Josh McDaniel's a real coach, right? Yeah. Josh McDaniel's yep. big time. Josh McDaniel's a playoff guy. He is I do not view this year for him. You know, as most first-year coaches like Dayball, there is no pressure on Brian. When Kyle got here, the team sucked. Even Sean McVay, who won right away, there wasn't pressure on him. There is pressure on Josh McDaniels immediately. And I would say more than Nate Hackett and more than Brandon Staley, he's way more famous than those guys. Like, ultimately, Josh McDaniels is, I would say, one of the most famous assistant coaches of the last couple decades. Right. You just say Josh McDaniels. Everyone that watches the NFL knows exactly who Josh McDaniels is. Part of it is he's the number two guy for the dynasty of the last two decades. So there is, I wonder if just he, like, maybe he's more prepared for the job, but like, is he a little insecure is the wrong word, but just there's a lot of fucking pressure on the guy. Like, there is no like seven and 10. If Josh McDaniels went seven and 10, there'd be a lot of people shitting on him. And people are waiting to do it, right? Oh, just Brady and Belichick always carried the guys' water.
1: Yeah, especially after you got Devontae and you got you know
0: Chandler Jones. They had an inc- everyone's won their off season because it was sweet. They're like making all these moves. They're like getting rid of Yannick, getting a corner, and they're just God. These guys are wheeling and dealing, and now they're worried about this because this gets back to and maybe Casario and the and the Texans do the same. And I. I don't know. I mean, I, I went to a Ray John Robinson practice, and they operated like Kyle. They didn't give a shit. I mean, it was like – could you waste energy. You, you just waste yeah. energy unless you're Bill. Bill clearly doesn't waste any energy, even though he does that, right? He's proven he can do that and be fine. I would say most people have proven that – because you know why? Most people don't consistently win, so the moment you start aggravating people, it's easier for them to shit on you because they're like, what were you even doing? Cause I think then it's fair to like question the whole thing. Like
1: what, what are we doing here? I also think even beyond like def- this idea that if you're mean to the media, they'll be mean to you and take you down. It's, it's also just if you worry about the wrong things in one regard, then you might kind of worry about the wrong things just in totality. Right. It's more just a little insight. Like, are you focused on the right things? Are you out on Josh after this, uh, that picture by Vic? I'm not out on him, no. I'm not out on him. But the conversation I was having with a buddy today was he was he was like, I wonder how Josh is going to do it. And he his thing was, I bet it's just going to be a Patriot guy. What did that say? I went yeah. no hat. Why don't you get I went a good base going. I
0: went to hat no hat today on purpose because I saw the hour, and I risky. I even went no sunscreen, but I knew I was only so an hour bake. Yeah. Yep. If
1: it, if it was to our practice I went, practice, I went no sunscreen for the hour I went hat because I got a new hat and I wanted to wear it you know you get some new I just really wanted to wear the new hat yeah so I wore it today and um um the, the sh-
0: i, I have yeah, you do bad, tan. I, I have some I have some bad news the shoes you gave me the Sperry topsiders I actually really enjoyed they were very casual I scuffed one so I put them in the wash you know they're white
1: you could in the wash they weren't Sperry's, by the way I haven't bought Sperrys. okay no judgment if you do, but... Well, I'm going to go... Are oh, they wore
0: I don't... Uh, I think, uh, so think were. I don't know. Were they? Maybe they
1: weren't, no. but... But they were, like, I, lace. They weren't, like, the slip-in boat shoes.
0: But I think those have become really popular, that version of the boat shoes, because yeah. I, I was searching yeah. around, because I want another pair now. They are... That's well, you ruined like, them? Well, I, I put them in the washer, and it came out, and, like, I don't know if, you know, part of it ripped. Oh.
1: And you got to go I, gentle I, 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 I love gentle the shoe. I love the shoe. I saw you sent me a picture. You wore them. Did you wear them with uh, jeans or were they like um, joggers? Well, just
0: you know, I've got them hemmed, so like when I was sitting up that way, they were up a little bit. But oh, like okay. when I'm
1: standing up, they they're flush with the shoe. Somebody put in the chat here that uh, Hustle comes out tomorrow. Six eight. Someone Wednesday? DM'd me. Yeah, six eight. My
0: sister lives which in is, LA, which is dumb because it's the NBA Finals is on
1: Wednesday night. Whatever, it's Netflix. Yeah, who cares? Uh my sister lives in LA. Went to the premiere. She got a ticket to the premiere. She DM, she sent me a photo, not DM me. She texted me a photo and then called me last snap Snapchat week. me DM. Yes, yeah, snap me. of like the blue carpet, which I guess she was on the blue. You know, they let people in on the blue carpet, different than the red carpet. But she said Sandler was there and addressed the crowd. LeBron. She said, uh, Honcho, you know, the NBA player who's in the who's the star is like the guy. She said all, a bunch of the guys were there. NBA players were there. She said the, She said that my sister loves basketball, but she said it's one of the best movies she's seen in a long time. She loved it. She thought it was phenomenal. And she watches a lot of movies. She thought it was fantastic. Did you
0: listen to Sandler with uh, Bill so Simmons? She
1: fired me up for it.
0: You no. listen to Sandler and Bill Simmons? It was fantastic. I didn't. Anthony Edwards plays a big role in the movie because... Honcho, who I guess I didn't know much about, but it makes sense because some of the clip, the, the trailer, you're like, God, this guy looks pretty good at basketball. He's an NBA player. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he's he's been on like a bunch of teams. He's friends with all the NBA players. So Anthony Edwards, who is his buddy, they needed a guy. Maybe Anthony Edwards, like, can I be in the movie? So he asked Sandler and they're like, yeah, bring him around. They said they gave him some acting classes. They loved him. I guess Anthony Edwards plays a huge role in this movie. And, and I guess he was really yeah. good.
1: Greg St. Jean's in it. You know, Gary St. Jean's son, who now <laughs> coaches for the Mavs. He's in it. Well, he coached for the how, – how, what's he do? He's on the Mavs. He's on the
0: Mavs. Huh? What, what's he do in the movie? Is he like an assistant coach? I don't know. Yeah, I think he's like a coach, some coach. Remember the guy you asked me, did you think that was an owner or a GM? I think it's Dale Demps. Remember the former Pelicans GM? Dale Demps. Dale Demps. Remember that guy? He plays that role. Like, it's it's all no. in this movie.
1: No, I asked you the guy who was like, I couldn't figure. He was like the white guy with like the beard. That guy. Oh, maybe you're right. In the big corner. We were house. talking about. I just happened to be on the I, I just pulled up the IMDb. That's somebody named Ben Foster. Who's who like screaming at Sam. They're like, come home. This is. Yeah. Over. And I was like, yeah. Who is this guy supposed to be in this film? Is he yeah, supposed to be? That, a might, be the, or the that owner? might be the owner.
0: That might be the owner.
1: That's all bonds in it. <laughs> Do you know who one of the assistant coaches? Jaleel White is one of the assistant coaches. Urkel. <laughs> How about Queen Latifah as Sandler's wife? Uh, Tobias
0: Harris, I think, is in it. I think uh, Kurt is in it. Steph Curry's brother is in it. Doc Rivers, I guess, Nicole? is in it. Doc's in it. I love a good sports movie. When like the boss, either the GM, the head coach, the assistant, the GM to a scout goes, you take it's almost like the detective to his assistant detective when he's like, you've taken this as far as you can take it, let it go, let it go. This is not gonna come home or like go to your next school. This is this guy is not gonna be on our team. Move on, and like the guy just won't move on because he knows in his gut he's right. That's always yep. that's just a classic movie like an ethos of a movie. You know, it happens a lot with cops and it happens a lot in sports. Like, always with up. cops. Always with cops. Don't give look any deeper. Yeah, it's like, I'm suspending you with pay. Give me your badge and give me your gun. Take two weeks. Take your family. Go to Disneyland. And the guy immediately... And what goes, does that guy do immediately? Drug he just goes to the drug dealer's house with like a backup gun, you know, that's even bigger. That's always my favorite move when the guy takes the gun. Or with no gun. gun. Or with no gun, Yeah. But he calls his other buddy in the police force. He goes, I'm going to need some backup. He's like, I got you, Jimmy. I'll be there. You know, he's always got the one ride or die go to cop. that just can't let his buddy fly, even though that that boss also tells the ride or die buddy, like, do not help out. Detective Williams here.
1: This guy looks fake bald to me. That looks like a. that looks well, he, like fake
0: bald. Well, have you I I've seen this act. He is fake bald. That's a. that's an act.
1: But I mean you could just shave your head. This doesn't even look shaved. This looks like he's wearing like a skull, like his ex- forehead looks extra, it looks fake. Well, in, in fairness, if you, let's say you were an actor and you had a part that was let's say it
0: paid pretty well, seven figure deal, but you you're successful actors and you're rich. Would you
1: shave your head for the role or would yes. you do that? You wouldn't do I'd that? Shave my head. No, you I shave my head, that? it looks fake. Well, I don't know. Maybe he shaved it and I'm wrong, but it looks fake to me. It looks it looks dumb. Just shave your head. Now, you might have multiple roles going on at once and you can't shave your head. I think that was, there's a famous story about the author, like, uh plays yeah, That guy oh, the main, yeah. Needs, yeah, yeah. Needs, uh, needs a haircut, Jack Ryan haircut for, like Jack Ryan, but don't want him to change his hair for the show. So he gets a haircut, but then he was a piece for uh, the office. Uh, Deshaun Watson's life is uh, Boy I mean the Browns could come out looking like All time Disasters Well I'd say it has not aged well since the press conference has it Nope Gotten a lot worse <laughs> At this point how could he not get sus- we, We've already said on the record We think he's getting suspended for the year They paid him a million bucks When they did the deal They were anticipating him getting suspended for the year is that going to be it? What if they suspended him for five years or something? Or two? What if they suspended him for two years? Or,
0: or what if they just said 50 games? Or, you know, something. Jesus. Would that be insane? I would... He's, jer- he's, would he's be jerking off on people. I I think everything's 66. on the table. Yeah. Uh, guy, Women are coming out every single day since that HBO show with, like, pretty crazy allegations. I saw... I didn't see the athletic for some reason. I've never turned off the notifications, and I just get like random notifications. Deshaun Watson used sixty-six masseuses, sixty-six therapists in seventeen months. So it's like he was a serial masseuse user for clearly sexual acts, and not all of them were on board. Some of them were surely, but not all of them.
1: He's so. Can you trust seventeen months? Twelve plus five, six. That's almost a different masseuse every week. Sixty-six. No, that's too many weeks. Because it'd be five weeks. It's fifty-two weeks. Sixty-six minus fifty-two. It's fourteen. He averaged about. He averaged about
0: four a month. Yeah, oh, you're right. I guess. So almost one a week.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's insane. I don't know, man. I I, I think. We've seen a lot.
0: We've seen a lot of scumbags get in trouble. Again, I'm not trying to speak at turn. Maybe I forgot some. It does feel like a lot of it's been one on one, which like that guy did something bad with her. This guy, I I had someone in the league like, is he closer to Darren Sharper than we realized? Now Darren Sharper was raping people. I, I'm not. This guy's there's some allegations of of I, I don't know necessarily rape, but. Like bad, bad sexual assault. Yeah. Right. There, I don't, I don't here's No thing, one no one has claimed thing, that he well, I guess the one girl said that he had sex with her, but she didn't know how to say no. She didn't that he raped her. At least in the in the quote I saw. Cause I would say if did, the, one of the there, girls had alleged like I was screaming no and he did it, like I would say uh, banning him for life
1: on the table. Yeah, that, that would be yeah. I mean, um because he's he's not I, getting the, the one thing charged. there is not here the, the one thing there is not here is much incentive for the i don't there's no incentive for the league to protect him right the league has every incentive to make an exe- to say look at us standing up against mistreatment of women right i i, I think they i think they who totally is fighting for them. him would be my point like who is the the, the the Jimmy Haslam like they don't know him they've got they've got no reason to you know what I mean? Like, if he'd been on the Browns for five years and Jimmy Haslam thought to his core, this is a good person, I know this is not him, then maybe he'd fight for him. But who who is out there that's going to do any of that? Like, I know deep down he's a good guy, and these allegations are not true. There's nobody out there like that for him. Let's say somehow
0: it keeps getting even worse and worse, and it gets to the point where, like, it feels like he's an all-time, like, criminal. And he got, let's just say worst case gets suspended. Like they just suspend him indefinitely for years. There, there's no givebacks. Like right? the
1: Texans have their picks. That's, that's never getting, Oh, no. that's no. done. That's- Maybe there's some, there's something that happens. Is there something built in on the cap for that? Does a suspended player count against your cap. So they might've been, a, but can you imagine the, like Texans? the future, like the money they've given them? If Deshaun Watson disappears
0: for them, even if they get some cap relief and let's say they never have to pay him. What if that turns into some elite picks for the Texans? Cause the Browns well, it would, cause deep. the Browns would, well, they still have Baker, I guess. Could you roll that back? Or is that ship sailed it... too? I,
1: I think that ship sailed, but you might just both need each other at the end.
0: Miles Garrett have to t- have do take backs or does he just pretend he didn't say that?
1: Does he even care? Thanks for hanging with us. Uh, we will be back on Wednesday. When can you read my lips? Wednesday. Wednesday, homie. See
0: you everybody. Peace.
2: Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then